0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.
1: Hello, are you thinking of booking a holiday? What are the latest trends? How are the airports doing? And what about air traffic control disruptions over the summer? Own Corrie, editor of Air and Travel Magazine, joins me now. Own, good morning.
0: Good morning, Pat, from sunny South Africa where it's raining. <laughs>
1: OK, that gives us some consolation, I suppose. Now, talk to me about uh, booking, because there was a story that everyone was booking rather later than before. Has that changed?
0: It was a trend that pre- preceded the pandemic past. Um, bookings would normally have been, you know, six, seven, eight weeks. In fact, the length of the holiday was going way, way back would have been about two weeks we ran into the pandemic with the booking, the most people booking, uh, three, four weeks before. And then, uh, we had a couple of years where after emerging from pandemic with all the uncertainty where it was very, very difficult for airports, airlines, everyone to make decisions on what the numbers would be. It was down to about, down to less than two weeks in some cases and a lot of cases. That meant that, um, you know, frequencies would be adjusted if, Bookings weren't coming in, and under the previous uh, systems that uh, were programmed into the computers, it also made it, made it very difficult for the lights of our big airports to work out uh, what staffing levels to put in. We saw a little bit of that at Easter, where the numbers going through the airport, Dublin Airport, were considerably higher than it had been anticipated even four or five weeks ago. That stabilised massively, and the booking—it's like. Uh, The crisis of confidence has passed, and people booked in pretty large numbers for the Mm. summer over the last five six weeks obviously this is the sort of information airlines don't give you but you can track it pretty accurately from websites and prices Uh, we've had a good surge of bookings there was a lot of higher prices put into the system for the summer and uh, you can see that the bookings are going through at a higher level than uh, and a little bit further out than had previously been the case
1: now talk to me about the airport experience Uh, we've talked about dublin many times but generally speaking has that experience improved
0: very, very much. Now, let's start with security because the end of May, uh, end of March and end of May were the two crunch points with security when people missed uh, plane, aircraft last year. About 550 staff were in place. It's over 700. They are staffing up even further for the summer. Their retention is of staff, which was is one of the issues that was raised last year, is very good. And the other crunch point we saw last year was that the training, um, you know, there was a shortage of trainers to actually put people, put boots on the ground to use the military term all of that has been overcome now the other areas where they've been very heavily criticized the baggage haul not exactly sure that everything is rectified there the way dublin airport baggage works our two big airlines handle their own baggage uh, two other um companies are their subcontractors and uh, most of the other 60 odd airlines that use the air- airport subcontracted those, um, baggage problems were caused. Toronto was a big offender, but Heathrow and Amsterdam are big offenders on this side of the Atlantic. So we're not absolutely certain all of them will be back up to speed. Heathrow certainly were making noises in January and February that they would be. it would be next year before things go back to normal. They do think things certainly seem to have improved the, one of, and mo- the two subcontractors are staffed up to the proper levels. The other area that everybody was giving a lot of uh, attention to was the services. Now, we've, some of the franchises have uh, been, not been renewed, uh, new franchisees have come in, and they se- certainly seem to be staffed up on the food and beverage side. There are three food trucks which will be transferred around the airport according to where the demand is because terminal two demand and terminal one demand don't align exactly uh toilets big area last year where there are 500 toilets in dublin airport one of the things that they have done to prevent the sort of shambles we saw last year last summer was that they uh, they prioritized you know the one hundred gates those toilets there the uh, toilets toilets to the left of the uh, baggage uh, carousels they're the ones that are most used so there will be a, a electronic system where you know if you want if something has broken has to be replaced it's scanned uh, then the, you, don't, you don't have to wait for four hours for it to mm. be replaced that somebody would be on the job altogether so they've beefed up all of that stuff where we saw last summer as well was the delays from air traffic control caused a little bit of con- congestion particularly those 100 gates uh, that are used by Ryanair because one of the things post-pandemic is the balance between Ryanair and Aer Lingus has been tipping further and further towards uh, Ryanair
1: Now, the air traffic control uh, issue in France, that is going to continue on and off over the summer, is it not? And secondly, air traffic control issues in Dublin airport caused by a shortage of staff.
0: Absolutely, Pat. You've hit the nail on the head. There, we've uh, the ongoing French air traffic control, which uh, is nowhere near resolution. That is, even if the pension issue abates, um, which is the cause of the thirteen strikes we've had since January, there are legacy issues with French air traffic control. French uh, is a little bit more impactful than other countries, unlike uh, places like Italy and Greece, which allow overflights. The uh, French don't allow overflights. So that means Dublin flights to places like Girona, Barcelona are impacted. Now, Reiner are are, uh, uh,
1: assembling uh, uh, some sort of petition, and you can go online, or if you're a regular customer of Reiner, they'll send you an email asking you to sign up to this petition, which is asking that uh, flights should be able to overfly strike stricken France uh, when it happens?
0: Pretty much. And they've 700,000 signatures to that uh, already, they're lobbying at European level. But the, the, you know, the Eurocontrol, the technology is there, and the legislation is in place. But you really, it, ha- it has to be the agreement of the national government, uh, Commission, and national governments. Uh, you know, they, they, there's a little bit always a little bit of toing and froing about that. But uh, with the French situation, it's unlikely they will stand. The French government is in a position to stand up to their three very powerful air traffic control unions to pass over this. Uh, this uh, cards that which they can play. And you alluded a little earlier to Dublin because we have uh, staff shortages in Dublin. What's been happening is that uh, the night time they haven't been operating. It isn't that big a deal because um, between one in the morning and five o'clock mm. in the morning, there are no arrivals, departures. But we've had early arrivals in recent weeks. Uh, the EI-104 from New York and those uh, very very early aircraft holding in Shannon's area because there isn't yeah. uh, the staffing at Air, Dublin Air Traffic Control to land them. Hasn't been the biggest deal, but okay, fast forward July, August, if we've got a, let's say, a, a, that, that staffing problem gets worse by about 10%, we're into the busier period when we have 300, more than 300, sure. uh, 350 flights landing and taking off, we could be in a situation where it could impact uh, uh, okay. uh,
1: closer to home. Owen Corrie, editor of Air and Travel Magazine, thank you very much for joining us. We'll have...